But I'm a big believer as how you show up in one area, how you show up in the gym is how you show up in all areas of your life. So if you want to be a peak entrepreneur, um, peak in your business and your health is suffering, your mindset is suffering, of course, that's going to impact your business. So we need to start first at our foundation, which is our bodies, which is our health. As an entrepreneur, you are an athlete. And if you don't treat your body like an athlete treats his or her body, then you are going to miss out on your potential of success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Empire Show. My name is Bedros Koulian, and this is an inside look. And today we have someone really special, and we're gonna do a deep dive, and not only in her business, but also into the wonderful world of functional medicine nutrition, which is what you specialize in. Guys, welcome Rachel Shear. Thank you for having me on, Bedros. Yes. It's great to be here. Well, thanks for being here. Now, I've had the good fortune of coaching you now going on close to six months? Yeah, six months now. Six months uh, and of your 12-month domination year program. And we met at uh, Todd Abrams' event, Icon mm -hmm. Meals. Icon Meals Mastermind. At the Icon Meals Mastermind, I was speaking there. and. I, I met Rachel there and from there we just kind of connected and she reached out to me six months ago and here we are working together. But what you do is something very different yeah. than let's say a fitness coach or a nutrition coach. Yes. Because uh, the only way I can describe it is you go many layers deeper. Mm-hmm than just how I want to lose weight. Yeah, so we know about Western medicine, which I like to call that the Band-Aid approach. So someone comes in with as a diabetic, and basically we just throw them on medications, where functional medicine, what we're doing is we're looking at the root cause. So someone who's diabetic with Western medicine, we give them insulin, we give them things like um, um, cholesterol, statins, but we're really not looking at the root cause. So mm. what functional medicine does is it looks at the root cause, and we dive much deeper. So we like to look at things like your gut health, your microbiome. We like to look at lifestyle, diet, of course, deficiencies, food sensitivities. So it's going to be very much kind of diving into the inner layers as to figuring out what's going on and what that sure. root cause is. So I want to dive deeper into all of those so that our viewers and listeners can take away some you know, nuggets to apply to their life immediately. Just like when we had Sean Stevenson on here and he gave you guys all the hacks of how to sleep deep, get deeper sleep so you're more rested less foggy headed, hydrated, et cetera. We're gonna do a deep dive in just a moment, but before we go there and talk about the takeaways that we can extract out of your knowledge and expertise, why did you even decide to become an entrepreneur? Because this is a show for entrepreneurs and so we're gonna to touch on both things. Yeah, so I grew up as an athlete and um, I went to school at Baylor for nutrition and dietetics. And when you're at school at Baylor though, they don't teach you anything about entrepreneurship. So it was something that really never even crossed my mind. So some of the first jobs out of school was I worked at Cook Children's Hospital and I was a dietitian. And um, it really wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. I was literally sitting in a basement, um, not really working with clients, which wasn't the impact that I wanted to make. After that, I worked for a physician's private practice. But at the same time, I was also building my online presence. So I was a fitness model um, and I was an athlete. So I started kind of building up my side hustle. And I kind of had the two separated at the time. So I had the fitness modeling, I had you know the competing, the bikini modeling, and then I was a dietitian. And it really wasn't until I uh, went through some of my own health struggles that I started to combine the two. 
Um, I remember even sometimes being at the gym and training um, when I was bodybuilding at the time and people wanted me to train them in um, fitness and also in nutrition and I actually started doing um, some consults in Starbucks at the time. Oh, wow. So I was actually meeting my clients in Starbucks. Um, I had to have- This is all while you were also in the basement of a hospital as a dietitian. (laughs) Yes. And doing your passion of fitness, bikini competition and modeling. Yeah, I was doing a lot of different things. So I was working in the basement as a dietitian. I was doing my fitness modeling. I was um, doing bodybuilding. And then, you know, people I would meet at the gym were like, hey, can you help me? Because you're a living example of what you were doing. And I was just like, I don't really do that. But they're like, please, please, can you help me? So I started to meet people in Starbucks. So I didn't have a location like I do now where I have my own nutrition practice. But I really started to make a difference in people. And it was at that time I was like, wow, I could do this full time and I could really make a living out of it. So I kind of had my little side hustle going where I was I was training people and I was doing nutrition. And then, you know, I would go to work. And it wasn't until, like I said, I had some of my own health issues where I kind of bridged the gap between the two. And And when I was competing, I also started to develop a lot of my own health issues, specifically related to the gut. Um, I had a lot of hormonal imbalances as well, too. And I took a really deep dive with my health, where I went to all these different doctors. I went to gastroenterologists. I went to endocrinologists. They did all of these scans. Um, They did MRI, endoscopy, colonoscopy. And I was just thrown on a ton of different medications as a quick fix. And it actually got to the point where a physician wanted to cut out my entire large intestine. Yeah, and that was kind of their solution for what was going on with me. And it kind of took reaching this rock bottom with my health and me just being like, what the hell? I'm, I'm a fitness model. I'm the epitome of health on the outside, yet I have all these things happening on the inside. And that kind of goes back to what functional medicine is. It's looking at what's happening from an inside standpoint. So it took me reaching that point of rock bottom where I was like, no one is going to do the work for me. I really had to be my own advocate. Nailed it. Let's stop right there for a yeah. moment. You said it. No one is going to do the work for you. And so much of humanity today begins to outsource their health, that we outsource the mindset we outsource thinking we can outsource if I hire a personal trainer I'm gonna get Mm -hmm. fit at the end of the day that personal trainer might be with you for 30 minutes to an hour four or five days a week like what are you gonna do the other 23 hours of the day like no one else is gonna do the work for you and you can't outsource your health your money your mindset your fitness any of that stuff your relationship and so at some point you took that responsibility on yourself now I suppose the benefit that you have that most people who hit that point, because the picture I remember seeing of you on your social media was, uh, there's no other way to say it. I mean, you just had this bloated gut, yeah. that you, you know, the before and after picture that you put, and that was probably at your rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You're lean and athletic, but you've got this bloated gut, and you decided I'm going to do something about it, because to hell if they're going to cut out whatever, nine well, I mean, inches. Yeah, they of... wanted to cut out my entire large intestine. Yeah. And I was so miserable. I mean, yes, my, my belly was bloated. I looked like I was six months pregnant. And here I'm a fitness model, you know, I'm an athlete and I just felt betrayed by my body. But on top of that, I was miserable every single day. I was depressed. Um, I could, I mean, honestly, I could barely use the restroom anymore. And um, just the chronic pain every time I ate as well too, it had developed this fear for food. So I became very, very desperate. And it was sitting there at the colorectal surgeon's office where they're like, okay, we're gonna schedule this surgery. And I was like, this just doesn't feel right in my gut. And as 
fucked up as my gut was, I listened to my gut. And it was at that time I became just really obsessed with learning everything about uh, functional medicine, which is addressing that root cause. So while you had your dietitian and nutrition background, mm -hmm. you decided, hey, if I'm gonna fix myself and not mm -hmm. just have these guys go in here and cut me up, yeah. I got to learn about the actual functional medicine side of it. Yes, and that's when I started learning about the gut microbiome and how it's interconnected with everything else, um, how it plays a role in our mental health, our immune system, how it plays a role in just um, everything and how, how it plays a role in our hormones. So I became just obsessed with learning everything that I could and I had to become, again, my own advocate for my health. So I went through everything that my clients now go through and I came out on the other side. And now I help people solve health problems that no one else can using functional medicine. Gotcha, what a great way to do it. And you know, there's so many people listening to this right now, maybe watching this on YouTube, whether you're on the podcast platform or you're on YouTube watching this, and they wanna start that side hustle. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're in fitness, maybe they're in real estate, maybe, but the thing is they have a job, and you had a job, mm -hmm. and you're like, look, I was, uh, you know, how I thought my job was gonna be and how it ended up being, I was in a basement, unhappy, probably not even seeing daylight, and we need <laughs> natural light. And so people start asking you in the gym, like, hey, can you help me? Can you start yeah. coaching me, training me? What gave you the confidence to be able to go, yes, I can, and here's what I charge? Well, of course that came with time, but I just started. You know, I didn't have all the answers when I started coaching with people. And by the time when I got a nutrition practice, I just started. And I started with what I knew, which was nutrition. And as I learned more um, in nutrition and functional medicine, my expertise just grown. And I'm an introvert, so like the counseling part was very, very difficult for me at first, but then I became really good at it. And I think also my why was so deep as to why I was doing this, and I mm. think once I actually went through everything myself as well too, that just became a much deeper why to expand and really want to create what I ultimately have now, which is my own nutrition practice, my team of dietitians, where we're making such an impact in other people's lives. So the advice I would give to people is, you know, you're not ever going to be perfectly ready to make that leap, but you just have to start moving and you just have to get started. I didn't have an entire nutrition practice when I got started. I was meeting people in a Starbucks and we were doing consultations that way. And you probably didn't even know what to charge. You just, I mean, how did you <laughs> no. decide what to charge them if your office is a Starbucks coffee table? I mean, probably just what I Googled online and what I thought was like a competitive price. And now I'm probably definitely on the more expensive side, especially with what we do with functional medicine. In. Um, but then, you know, we grew word of mouth. And then as I got more clients and I built my confidence, as I became more competent with what I was doing, we were able to increase the prices mm. and it just grew from there. But the best thing was just getting started because I think so often people just sit frozen and they're waiting for everything to be perfect, but you just have to get moving. Nailed it, nailed it. Guys, we've heard this before from Sharon Stravatsa. We heard it before from my partner on The Empire Show, Craig Ballantyne, speed of implementation, act urgently, take imperfect action, right? The message is clear. You just went at it mm -hmm. instead of, because we could literally go down a rabbit hole of research and let me figure it out and create a corporation. Like, did you create a corporation before you went and sat at Starbucks? No. <laughs> did you have like this price structure designed before you sat at Starbucks? Yeah. Everything was just, I'm gonna do it because someone's asking, mm -hmm. and then you build the parachute as you jumped out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. That is the entrepreneurial 
like plight. That is the entrepreneurial journey in that I'm going to act first and then aim and build and figure out later. Otherwise, you will just go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure it out and you'll procrastinate to no end. So as you started doing that and you start building a reputation, which is another great lesson. Mm -hmm. So many people think that, you know, I'm brand new at what I do and I'm gonna go start running Facebook ads and Google ads and, and all this stuff. But the reality is you didn't do any of that. Just like many of my successful coaching clients, I go, hey, for every client you get, be so good at what you do mm -hmm. that they become evangelical about you. Mm -hmm. They tell 10 other people about you. And so you use the words word of mouth, yep. right? What did you do differently than other either functional medicine nutritionists or just other nutritionists out there or their doctors that these people were so excited to share your message? Well, I was focused on getting my clients results Boom. and I went above and beyond for my clients. So I think that was the number one, getting results and not so much focusing on the quantity. And even though I had a large online presence, I had you know a quarter of a million at the time, it was fitness modeling though. People didn't come to me because I was a fitness model. They came to me because I was able to get them results. So I actually started to grow mainly word of mouth. You know, I worked with someone, they got great results, they referred me to a friend and then it grew from there. They gave me incredible reviews and that reviews allowed more people to want to work with me. So results was the number one thing I yeah. think that I really tried to focus on at, at the early stages of getting started with my practice. And that results piece is massive because when we start delivering results to people, it overcomes any kind of marketing or sales objection that we might get. Because now all of a sudden a client becomes a walking, talking salesperson for you. Like mm -hmm. they're gonna at some point be at a coffee table, be at a dinner, be at a business meeting where someone else might complain about low energy or gut issues or just, you know, hey, I'm not pooping right, whatever their deal is. And that person's gonna go, hey, you know what? I work with someone, I, I felt like you did and I work with someone and yeah. here's that someone's name, yeah. Rachel. And that's a very powerful thing. So guys out there, when we talk about this, like don't, don't think that marketing is the answer to everything. Uh, trust me, when you're really good at something and you can provide a solution to someone's big problem, marketing is the answer. But until you can develop a name and a reputation, be so good at delivering results, be so focused at delivering results. Remember what Rachel said, which is, I went above and beyond to deliver the results. And when you can solve someone's problem that they can't solve on their own, they become evangelical about you. And that's a big thing. I also think, you know, living what I preach as well too. I think the number one thing that draws in mm. the clients that we work with too, is the fact that A, you know, I'm physically fit. So that makes them want to work with me when it comes to just getting their dream body, you know, reaching that op optimal level of their physique that they want. Or on the other side, for someone who has completely lost their health and had battled with such severe health issues and had to figure it out myself using this exact approach. So people come to me and they're like, you've been through everything that, you know, I'm now beginning to go through and I've came out on that other side. So now they see that and they have that level of trust with me as well too, versus where a lot of people will go to the doctor and the doctor just doesn't have that level of empathy as to what's actually going on with them. Mm -hmm. And they just say, here, take this medication, you know, here, we're going to do this procedure here. We're going to slap a bandaid over the issue versus really digging in deeper. And I'm like, Hey, I've been there before. I know how much it affected my quality of life, how miserable I was. And we're going to keep digging and we're going to keep digging until we get answers. We may not get answers right away and we're not looking for that quick fix, but we're going to figure out what's going on. And I feel like just saying, that to my clients they have that level of trust because I've been there before yeah yeah and you nailed it you know I talked to a lot of it to my so you know I'm the franchisor 
Fit Body Bootcamp, right? And one of the things that I will always call my franchisees out on, especially at a mastermind, when we have a large group of our franchisees together or a world conference and they're complaining about, well, my business this and my business that. I'm like, hey, you know what? Do you think you practice what you preach? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Do you? Do you have any weight to lose? And I say this with love and respect, but do you think you might have 20, 30, 40 pounds to lose? Well, yeah. What if you actually lived the life that you're preaching, mm -hmm. right? Because you do have to be a walking, talking billboard. No one would go to a dentist who's got teeth missing or pus dripping out of their mouth. No one would ever go to a mechanic that's got his car parked outside and it's got a flood of oil spilling out. No one's ever going to go to a nutrition or a functional medicine specialist or a coach whose body or mind mm -hmm. doesn't fall incongruent with what they're preaching. In fact, I'll give you a great example. Um, I, I went and worked with a therapist for 16 months. Everyone who's read the book knows that. But uh, before finding Kevin, my therapist that I worked with for 16 months, I worked with another therapist. And, and this person, I'm convinced, was in need of massive therapy. Yeah. She was a great human being, but she would show up, literally, I would get to her office and she's still 10 minutes late. Or she was there but completely disheveled and forgot what we talked about last time. Or would just, I would say something and that would trigger something within her and she would break down and I felt like, oh my gosh, I need to like console her somehow. And I started realizing like, I don't think she's healed yet. Yeah. Like she's a great human being, but I don't think she's healed yet. So I gotta go find someone else who can help me mm -hmm. in my journey. Right, And so it's important for us to be congruent with whatever it is we're preaching, and that, that, that's a given, guys and gals. So let's talk about as your business started to grow over the last six months. You were doing good, and now you've just been doing great, and, and in fact, you just had your... You said our best month, yeah. Best month, right? And I was off work for two of the, the weeks of last month. Yeah, so a month consists of about four, four and a half weeks, and you were off of work for two of those weeks, and you mm -hmm. had your best month. Yes. And now you've got a team. Mm-hmm. And um, how does that feel to have a team and to be able to actually have a lifestyle where you're not just like feeling you're trading time for dollars? Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing that I struggled with at the beginning is I was working harder and I wasn't working smarter. And what we really realized I needed to do was clone myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, I of course struggled at the beginning of, I'm the only person who knows how to do this, who can do it best, and I just didn't have that level of trust. So it took a little bit of, of letting go of that and then finding people who I could trust, finding an assistant, finding some other dietitians, and then training them up to do what I do. And of course, that takes more time initially at the beginning because you're investing it into training. And at first, you, you look at it like, well, now that's taking away time from working with my clients, but in the long run, and you have to look at that big picture, what it's actually doing. And you know, we're in the business of impact, impacting other people's lives. So I can only help so many people mm -hmm. with just myself. I can only see so many clients to the point where I get burnt out and I'm exhausted and now my health is suffering. And in order for me to do my work, I have to be at tip top shape, physically, mentally, with my health, with my wellness, with everything else. So if that starts to go down and I get burnt out, out, it's going to affect my clients. So we kind of got to the point where if I want to grow, if I want to help more people, A, I need to clone myself. And the way I clone myself is by hiring other people who are competent to do what it is that I do. And maybe not at the beginning able to do what I do, but train them up to be able to do what I do at the yeah. level that I do it. 
And how long did it take you? I mean, here you are six months into it. And yeah. when I was like, hey, Rachel, you've got to clone yourself and find people that you could, who maybe already have the foundational skills and then build them up to your level. Really, how long did it take? About three, four months. Right. Yeah. So in the big scheme of things, like when you look at how long you'll be an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, years and decades more to come, three, four months to be able to take someone and clone them and then offload some of your clients, mm -hmm. knowing and having that confidence that, hey, my client's gonna get just the same level of value and service and outcome as they got with me, but I get to actually get the right number of sleep, have a little bit of self-care, go on vacation, yeah. right? Because huge. <laughs> what's the point of actually having a business and then being shackled to it where you can't even go on vacation. Mm -hmm. At least go get a job where you can get vacation pay and just, right? Yeah. And so that that's an important piece. I'm really glad you brought that up. Do, so I've got a friend. He is an amazing communicator and former military guy and he teaches people how to use guns and rifles to for self-defense. And so if people think that, well, this only happens to like nutritionists or fitness coaches or functional medicine nutritionists or whoever, like I'm telling you, like there's a gun guy that teaches other, and he's like, man, I'm the only guy that can teach my gun classes. And I'm like, yeah. dude, listen, you're not. Every personal trainer I've worked with tells me, Pedro, so I'm the only guy that can run my sessions or my classes. And then when I coach them up, and so recently, he's got about a million person YouTube follower. Um, he's got a million, just over a million subscribers. And I said, just what if you start peppering in some new instructors into your YouTube videos so that we as the audience get to meet your new instructors. And then when we show up to a gun event, to an event, and you're not there, and it should say on the website that, hey, you know, this isn't being run by so-and-so, it's being run by instructor Bob instead. No one's surprised because we've already seen instructor Bob mm -hmm. and he's been doing that and lo and behold, just like you, just like every other gym owner, or just like anyone else, people took to Bob no problem. And just like you, I had him charge more for his classes. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about that for a moment when, uh, cause I want you to now coach, like I coached you up, I want you to coach up my audience. When you said, well, listen, there's some people who only wanna work with me. What did we decide that we're gonna do? We were gonna increase the price that is to work with me. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yes, which is difficult to do at first, of course, because you you feel like uh, I'm not gonna be able to help as many people, which in reality, that's true. But when you have coaches that are competent to do what it is that you're doing, A, they can either work with you for this much or they can work with your coaches for this much. They're gonna get the same level of care, but if they wanna work with me, they're gonna have to pay a little bit extra to work with me. Yeah. And that was also you know, a lifesaver as well too, because we're all after the same thing at the end of the day, we're after freedom. Right. How can we have more freedom to live the life that we want, to be able to do the things that we wanna do, to be able to feel great every single day? So how can we, again, work smarter and not just harder? So to that point, I, I wanna kind of shift gears in a more, uh, in an area that I think people might be able to relate to, and that is this. On social media, I like to talk about my beliefs. Not necessarily spiritual beliefs, although I've talked about that before. I don't believe that there's a man in the sky judging my fate and gonna send me to heaven or hell. I believe heaven or hell is here, we create it, and karmic justice um, kind of judges us on the spot. And 
But where I talk about my beliefs is about what's currently happening with the whole COVID thing and the government and the freedoms that are being eroded, et cetera. And some people will say, dude, how can you talk about that being the CEO of a big international fitness franchise? What if you lose your locations, lose members? What if some of your franchisees aren't on board with that plan? What if someone doesn't want to buy a Fit Body Bootcamp because you're talking about these things that are pretty controversial? So I've got that, but I figure if I don't do that, I'm not going to feel like the authentic person that I want to be. So I'm going to be fronting on social media, being Mr. Perfect and talking about Fit Body Bootcamp or whatever, positive mindset, but not really talking about like, hey, there's this big injustice happening right now with our government and we need to do something about it and blah, blah, blah. So you've got your own version of that and we've talked about this. And while everyone's watching right now, you might be like, you know what? It was probably easy for Rachel to grow her business because, well, look, she's fit, she's athletic, she's easy on the eyes. But one of the things we had to talk about was there's not a lot of, some people are judging you because of that, because they erode your credibility in in their minds because of your social media posts. Well, I think for a lot of females and people kind of give that judgment of it's easy just to skate by on the looks. So you couldn't possibly be doing what it is that you're doing with impacting people's lives with functional medicine and be competent in that area. You know, and the reality is I'm a walking billboard for what I do. I'm a fitness model. I'm an athlete and I've completely lost my health and I had to regain it using this exact approach that I use. And now I help people get to the root cause of their health using functional medicine. So when people look at me, and yes, they do judge me within two seconds, just like they judge everybody else. They judge you for the color of your skin, they judge you for whatever reason it may be, but people are going to judge you. But if someone's going to to judge me, you know, based off of being easy on the eyes and think that I couldn't be competent in doing what I'm doing when I'm just a living example of what I preach, then A, you know, a couple of things. One, they're not up to my standard of someone I would want to surround myself with, someone I'd want to do business with. And also that just tells me about the limiting beliefs that they have about themselves as well too. And I also think like everyone is going to be judged and people are going to doubt you, but you have to believe so deeply in what it is that you are doing, your purpose. So like when I wake up every single day that I get to feel excitement for what it is that I'm doing. So not even the haters or the naysayers can hinder that excitement that I feel because I feel so strongly about my purpose. And I think you just have to know going into this, people are going to doubt you. They're going to say, you're crazy paying what you're paying to work with that coach. And then you just have to, you have to let that just go by you because that's just part of the process. And anyone who wants to get to a certain level of success, you're going to have those people, you're going to be judged. And it's just part of this whole journey. So, I mean, yes, like we are all judged, but I think in a way it's a superpower as well too. And explain that, explain how that's a superpower. I know earlier you and I were talking and I think you did a really good job. I want you to explain that to our audience because they're going to get judged about something. Like I got judged about my book, Man Up, right? And in fact, a very big entrepreneur that all of you follow, guaranteed, um, took the position of not promoting Man Up. And I've got no bones to pick with him because um, he suggested that we send the book to his uh, someone at his big corporate office in New York. And we did. And she's like, man, we love the content in the book. The messaging is in line with his messaging. However, uh, the title, Man Up, and how do I unpack that? And what does that mean in this day and age with men and how they are? And I showed you the video. She sent me a video of that telling me that 
while I was like infuriated, I was like, wait a minute, this is a great example of my book is literally being judged by its cover. Yeah, literally. And so, but you call it a superpower. And mm -hmm. I, I fought tooth and nail with my publisher. I'm like, we are not changing the name from Man Up to something softer, like Six Pillars of Peak Performance or Toughen Up, which is another one they suggested, because I wouldn't feel like it's my book anymore. And so you called it your superpower. So kind of explain how this is your superpower. I mean, I think if you want to try to appease everybody, you're going to just fall into that category of your, your normal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being normal, but we're here doing this because we want to separate ourselves mm -hmm. from everybody else. So like when you talk about those controversial subjects on your social media where it may rub some other people the wrong way, you're also going to create that niche of the people who really, really love what it is that you're doing. So you're creating that niche of true followers, of true people who believe in what it is that you're doing versus just trying to appease to everybody else. And, you know, I also think, you know, when you put your yourself out there when you when you speak your truth you stand up for what you believe in and what you know it, it is going to make a lot of people honestly really comfortable mm -hmm. it's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable but I think at the same time you also give other people the freedom to do the same yeah ain't that something and it does truly become a superpower and so many people want to I guess fit in want to fit in with the masses and that is normal. And while normal might have a good connotation to it, I, I, I want to be everything but normal. Because normal also to me sounds like the word average and sounds like the word mediocre. And I don't want to be average, mediocre, or normal. I want to be abnormal. I want to be someone who is extraordinary. And for that to happen, we have to literally go, this is my viewpoint, or this is how I choose to carry my body, or this is how my belief system is. And you're going to polarize. And if you can polarize, mm -hmm. you will have your loyalists and then you will have everyone else that is just watching the show that you're putting on. But I'd rather be putting on a show for the world, like being on stage or on the field, rather than sitting and watching the show happening. And then as I get into my 90s, go, God, life was just me sitting around watching. Like, I want to be on the field or on the stage. Yeah. All right, so let's shift gears. We're going to, now that I've got you here and I encouraged you to raise your prices to an obscene amount because you're oh, yeah. so good at what you do, I'm going to take advantage and uh, try and pump out as much free information as I can for our viewers and listeners. So let's talk about, as an entrepreneur, I treat myself as an athlete. Like, I look at myself as an athlete. I, I've got, to the to right now, I've got 119 phone numbers blocked on my phone. Uh, people who are former clients, uh, current clients, some of them, that have to email me and they can't message me because they just panically send me panicky text messages and I can't have negative influence. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I, I, my sleep my nutrition, my hydration, my thought, everything. Like I don't watch TV uh, and when I do, it's something that we rent from like Amazon or Netflix. It's not the news media telling me how I should think and feel and believe. Mm -hmm. And all of those things keep me at a place of peak performance so that even when there's a COVID, even when there's a economic downturn, my companies continue to thrive. Sure, I might have to work 10 times harder to create the same level of growth during times like this. However, they continue to thrive. And so as I see myself, I'm an athlete entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. and you probably have some good takeaways for us. Like when you work with some top entrepreneurs, what are some of the things that you begin to encourage them to change or adapt into their lives to get them to work at a higher performance level? Well, one thing I love that you said that, you know, 
that you're an athlete entrepreneur because I'm a big believer as how you show up in one area, how you show up in the gym is how you show up in all areas of your life. So if you want to be a peak entrepreneur, um, peak in your business and your health is suffering, your mindset is suffering, of course, that's going to impact your business. So we need to start first at our foundation, which is our bodies, which is our health. And as I mentioned before, when I was reaching burnout, when I was feeling awful and tired and exhausted and not sleeping because I was overworking so hard, mm -hmm. it affected the quality of how I was showing up for my clients. And I wasn't able to get to my workouts. I wasn't able to meal prep the good food that I needed. So we need to start with our, our overall health with, um, with honestly, with what we're putting in our body is going to be the number one thing, you know, with our nutrition. And, you know, the number one cause of chronic illness is inflammation. And inflammation can be stemming from a lot of different sources, but the number one factor that contributes to inflammation is our diet. So processed foods, industrial seed oils, vegetable oils, um, sometimes even like uh, grains, things like that are more inflammatory to the body. Um, stress is a form of inflammation as well too. So when we have inflammation in the body, that can lead to weight gain. Um, we also have inflammation in the brain. So that's going to influence our cognitive function as well too. So from a diet- So thought process, memory, Memory, yes. Uh, probably decision making. Decision making. Right? For and those sure. are all the things that I do, and I know you do, and everyone else does. If you want to grow an empire. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the best thing we can do is, you know, focusing on our diet, cutting out all the crap, you know, and then adding in things that are actually good for us. So, you know, I always have my athletes focus on high omega-3 based foods, fatty cuts of fish, um, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, getting in a lot of fiber, non-starchy vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, which are really good for your gut health. What, what was the last one? What uh, kind of Cruciferous vegetables. Okay, you've got to explain that. Cruciferous vegetables. So that's like the broccoli, the asparagus, the cauliflower. Okay. Um, they have a lot of fiber with them. And um, the gut bacteria break it down, and it actually helps produce a good microbiome. And I talk a lot about on my social media about gut health, and your gut health plays such a huge role in your brain health and our immune system right now as we're in the midst of COVID as well, too, with not yeah. being able to get sick. So, you know, the food that we put in our body is going to have the number one impact. So if you're an entrepreneur, I would start there as well too. And I think the number one problem though we've run into is a lot of people have shoulds. You know, they think I should eat healthier. I should start that business. I should be doing all these different things, but their why really isn't strong enough. You know, it's not a must. Mm. So like when I went through all of my health issues, it became a must for me to get better. Otherwise I was going to lose my entire large intestine. I was is gonna, I mean, be without an entire organ, Jeez. which is uh, pretty scary to think about. So it became a must for me. And I think a lot of people kind of live in this, this like no man's land where they're not happy, but it's not bad enough to actually make any changes. So when people come to me, the first thing I like to do is saying, is this a must or is this a should? Because it has to be a must in order for you to make the changes that you need to. Hmm. Is this a must or is this a should? And so when the should becomes a must, really when we begin, we either hit rock bottom or the why becomes big enough, strong enough, powerful enough, yes. it becomes a must. Mm -hmm. And that's when people take action. And I've seen that where in, in businesses, like I've literally, the, the thing that breaks my heart the most is someone says, look, you know, I'm now going through a divorce and I lost my house. Well, at first, usually it's I lost my house. And so we're going through a divorce. And that's because for a half a decade, I spent 
time kind of putzing around as an entrepreneur, trying to figure it out. And now I want a clean slate, so I'm using my last 50,000 to start coaching with you. I can't tell you how many people I've had, and it's always men, because men are stubborn. Women, I can tell you this, just let me rant for a moment, folks. Women are like, you know what? I realize, and just any personal trainer will tell you that women make the best personal training clients because they leave the ego aside, and they're just like, hey, this is the outcome that I want and I'm gonna to commit to doing it. Whereas a guy will come into a gym and be like, yeah, when I was in college, I benched this, but now like here they are 13 years later, they got a gut, they got man boobs. It's like, bro, you're not gonna bench that. You're just gonna hurt yourself. Well, same in business coaching. All my, all my female clients are just like, hey, I know the outcome that I want and they can help me produce it and tell me what I need to do. Whereas men will ask for ego-driven things. Mm -hmm. And uh, typically when you step into anything, whether it's fitness or relationship or business with ego first instead of, impact first, it's, a, it's just not gonna work out. But so with that in mind, if I am someone who goes, holy crap, what she said about the foggy headedness and kind of low energy, or maybe I got bloated gut, do they need to add stuff or should they take stuff away? If there was one thing someone could do right now, should they be taking stuff out of their diet or adding stuff into their diet? So, and I know that's like a vague because we got tens of thousands of people. No, but. it's actually both in one. You know, it's focusing on what you're going to add in and focus on what you're going to eat more of. And in the lieu of doing that, you're going to be cutting out all the crap. So it's kind of like the weeding and the reseeding, essentially, which I do that with a lot of people's gut because their gut's all messed up. We got to weed out a lot of the bad foods and add in the good foods, where if we're focusing so much on everything I need to cut out, I need to cut out the processed foods, the dairy, I need to cut out the sugar, that gets a little overwhelming for a lot of people. But if we can focus on, okay, what's going to actually make me better? What's going to help me feel better? What's going to help me with my gut? What's mm -hmm. going to help me perform better? You know, I think that's just an easier way to think of it. But it is overwhelming thinking about everything to cut out. So if I say, hey, you know what? getting this amount of protein every single day is going to help me build muscle. It's going to help me with my metabolism. Um, you know, it's going to help me just maintain my blood sugar. If I need to get in this amount of healthy fats each day, because that helps with my hormone production, that's going to help with my brain because 30% of our, our brain is fats in of itself. Um, and then I need to get in, you know, X amount of uh, fiber from non-starchy vegetables and fruit. So, you know, if we know what we need to get in, you know, that gives it cuts out a lot of stuff. So that's what I do a lot with my clients is what do we need to get more of into the diet versus just, hey, I need to cut all of these other things out that are sure, bad. Sure, and, and if you could list off like a thing or two that's like some of the most common processed foods you see that people eating, because here's the other thing, right? If you don't know how to read a label, you, you might read and go like, well, that's actually good for me and not realize you're eating something that's been processed to death and you're not, so, so what are some of the common things that you see that people are eating that are processed, but they might be thinking like, this is actually good for me? Well, I will tell you more often than not with my clients is I don't really go into label reading because if we're eating real food, if we're eating protein, like chicken is chicken, uh, beef is beef, uh, fruit is fruit, uh, rice is rice. You really shouldn't be reading labels. Now, when it does come to supplements, sometimes you're going to have to read the labels. Um, things I try to steer away from is, um, you know, a lot of things like um, industrial seed oils, vegetable oils. These are these pro-inflammatory. So you say industrial seeds again. We're going to break it down yeah, for yeah. people like me. Uh, what canola oil? Like canola oil. Okay. Canola what oil. What other industrial seeds are there? 
uh, safflower oil, sunflower oil, uh, rapeseed, which it comes from canola oil. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you'll find these in things like salad dressings. You'll find them in um, a lot of marinated protein sources. So if someone has a healthy salad, they're thinking they're putting, you know, um, a good dressing on it, and you read the back, and hey, it's made from canola oil, which is a pro-inflammatory fat. So that's one of the mm -hmm. worst things that we can do. So like sugar is bad for us, right? Like we probably shouldn't eat a whole lot of sugar in our diet, but we can burn off sugar. Um, these types of pro-inflammatory fats, these industrial seed oils, they make up our cell membranes. They help make our hormone productions. So that's going to be far more worse for us than even the sugar. Now, I'm not saying eat sugar by any means, but we really need to pay attention to like where a lot of our fat sources are coming from. And if we are eating processed foods, which I kind of separate the type of processed foods, there are super processed foods and there are semi-processed foods. So What's the difference? Yeah, so super processed foods are going to be like the cookies, they're going to be like the breads, um, versus semi-processed foods, it's just, it's had any kind of change done to it. Um, so enriched rice, but it's still whole rice. So it's like super processed and ultra processed. It's really the ultra processed foods that are really, really bad for us. Um, because typically they cut out all the fiber, um, they're going to have a lot of those unhealthy fats, so it's going to dramatically impact your blood sugar levels, they'll add things like artificial sweeteners, gums and fillers, shelf stabilizers. Mm -hmm. So it's just a whole bunch of chemicals. And if you read the back of an ingredients list and you can't tell me what that food is, like you can't even tell like what it is, then I mean, what is it that you're eating? You're yeah. just eating a long list of ingredients. So I mean, the best thing, and it, it's simple advice, it's not sexy, but it's 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 eat real food. You know, if, if you're buying an apple at the grocery store, you know that's an apple. Right, know? there's only one ingredient in that. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to guess, but it, it, what's interesting is when you go grocery shopping, you know, the foods that are trying to convince you that it's healthy, you know, I'm high in fiber, I'm low in fat, they usually have one thing in it that's maybe somewhat good for you with a lot of other bad stuff. But you don't see fruits and vegetables and protein sources trying to convince you that it's good for you. We already know that it's good for you. That's powerful. If there was one thing you can take away from that, this entire show right there, it, it is that specific thing. When a food label is trying to convince you that something about it is good for you, there's probably, there's probably a dozen other things that are bad for you. Yeah. And they're just going to counterbalance that good for you stuff out. Whereas we just instinctively know, don't we, that, hey, that apple or that, that slice of you know, chicken breast is good for me. Yeah. And goes back to what you said earlier about, well, I know I should eat that, but this is just so much more convenient, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And I think a big piece of that, where people lean towards convenience, look, I'm all about convenience in other areas of life. Like if you wanna use a shopping service instead of going to the grocery store and shopping yourself, if you wanna use a shopping service and have someone order your health, your good for you foods, mm -hmm. awesome, that's convenience. Yep. But if you're gonna actually take in chemicals and highly processed foods for the sake of convenience, like you would never do that for your kids. Like your, if your kid's like, well, it's more convenient to not brush my teeth. So I'm gonna not brush my teeth yeah. and go to bed. You would never allow that. You're like, hey, do the inconvenient thing and brush yeah. your damn teeth. And so yet as adults, we're like, ah, I'm just for convenience, I'm gonna eat that bag of whatever. It's got 32 ingredients in it. Some of them starts with like, and by the way, when an ingredient starts with the letter X or Z, like you ought to consider not eating it because yeah. I don't think nature produces yeah. a zeepel. It's an <laughs> apple, right? Um, so let's just get that straight, folks. All right, so, so we know how the, actually I didn't know the fact that the oils 
influence the cells and create cell level inflammation. Mm -hmm. Where sugar, okay, yeah, I mean it's it's bad and it certainly is addictive and it will get stored as fat if we don't use it as energy. But at least we can burn it off, as you said. Mm -hmm. And when you look at like a, a jar of peanut butter and they've removed the peanut oil and they've added like canola oil yep. or palm oil. Usually canola oil and sugar or and hydrogenated sugar. oils because yeah. hydrogenated oils is that man-made fat where they're trying to keep it from separating and that really, really is bad for us. And yeah. I think the problem that we run into is every time like our society tries to um, make a better version of a food, we run into all these issues. We say butter is bad for you. So we're gonna make, I can't believe it's not butter, made from seed oils. And mm -hmm. now we're running into all these issues because you can't get that out of your system, you know, where we have, you know, traditional um, grass-fed meat, which is actually good for us, like, and then we start feeding the cattle grains. Now there, it's a pro-inflammatory meat. So like grass-fed meat Oof. is really good for us. Grain-fed meat, not so good for us. But you know, what we say is now meat is bad for you. Don't eat meat. But most people don't pay attention to the quality of the food that they're eating. For so sure. it's every time we try to mess with the food, we process it, you know, that we've run into all these issues with our our health. Yeah. Um, but if we were to kind of get back to the basics and eat again, that real food, you know, at its core, grass-fed, pasture-raised, wild-caught protein sources, um, whole fruits, vegetables, healthy fat sources, avocados, um, fatty cuts of fish, seeds, um, like uh, pumpkin seeds, walnuts, all of those are really great sources of fats, of protein sources, of carbohydrates. And that's really a lot of what my diet looks like. And I can't tell you how often when people come in and we just make that itty bitty switch and focusing on eating more of these foods. And yes, we'll talk about why some of these other foods are bad for us, but really just focus on eating more of these foods, what it does with their energy, what it does with their sleep, with their performance, their cognitive mm -hmm. function. And it allows them, it just, it helps their quality of life in every single area, but starting with yourself on the inside. Amen. And I want to talk about that for a moment because when we just talk about the word inflammation, like what I picture in my mind's eye and everyone watching and listening to this, what you might picture is something that's maybe, you know, like uh, if you got a, an infection on your arm, it certainly looks like an inflammation. It's red, it's swollen. I you almost picture like wah wah throbbing a bit, mm -hmm. right? But that inflammation is not just in the gut. When, when it goes into your joints, now you're having joint pain. Now it feels like you've got arthritis because your joints are just not as lubricant and they're not as healthy as they used to be. Or that inflammation in your brain now begins to impact your thinking, your mood, your decision-making, uh, even your depression levels. Yeah. Like there is a, science has shown now, have they not, with like brain inflammation and depression levels. Mm -hmm. And so the things that you're talking about isn't just about like, well, we're gonna work on your gut health. This is really about, if your joints are hurting, you're probably not gonna wanna go work out at the gym. And you're gonna use that as an excuse. Well, my joints hurt, my back hurts, my neck hurts. You might have inflammation there. Or if you're just not processing stuff well, or if you find yourself constantly in a state of fogginess, overwhelm, anxiety, stress, depression, it just very well may be inflammation of that brain and it's mm -hmm. so important especially if you're an empire builder if you're a parent and you've got a family that you want to raise and, and be a good role model to so with that said if someone wants to get a hold of you they're like holy crap i didn't realize that i might be poisoning my body if someone wants to get a hold of you either for that reason or wants to maybe uh, start following you what is the platform so they can find you on 
Yeah, they can follow me on social media um, at Rachel Shear. They can look up my nutrition practice, which is Rachel Shear Nutrition. They can go to my website and they can book actually a free 15 minute call with one of my coaches, one of my dietitians. We do an interview process to make sure we're a good fit for each other, just like with your coaching. Um, we're not a good fit for everyone because we take this functional medicine approach. We do a lot of lab testing, looking at your gut, looking at your hormones, deficiencies, food reactions that's happening inside the body, um, looking at if there is any inflammation, where that could be stemming from. Um, so we dive really, really deep. So then we can figure out something that's custom for your biology and we can address the root cause. So the two clients we see a lot of is someone who has a chronic health condition, gut issues, um, a lot of inflammation, autoimmune mm. conditions, trying to find that root cause or we get people like yourself who are like, hey, I wanna be in that tip top shape mentally, physically. I wanna be at my optimal level. You know, it's really the same process. Someone has more symptoms than the other person, but it's looking inside, looking at what's going on. More often than not, we all have some deficiencies, some food reactions, you know, because, you know, we experience stress, you know, our diet, um, environment, all of those things are gonna play a role. So it's figuring out, you know, the degree of that and then how we can address these things through dietary modifications, supplementations, lifestyle changes. So we don't do any medications. It's completely, you know, looking at more of a holistic approach. Also addressing the mind, of course, as well too. Um, so if someone wants to learn more, they can follow us on social media, check me out on my website, book a free 15 minute call. What a great way to go about it. And it, I really do look at it as like having your own pit crew. Pit crew. Again, you know, you look at any sports team that has athletes on it, let's choose basketball or football. Like there's that whole sideline of people who are the physical therapist, the massage therapist, the, the person with the towels and the, and the water, because as soon as that athlete gets off the field or the court, you only have a few minutes to hydrate and work that knot out and, and ice that little ache and, or the, on that shoulder or that knee before they're back on the field. It's no different with what we do. Like if you wanna compete at the highest level of entrepreneur, hell, if you wanna compete at the most basic level of entrepreneurship, right? You have a brick and mortar, there's more flower shops around you, there's more bakeries around you, there's more gyms around you, there's more dentists, chiropractors, there's, and then you go online, well, there's more of everything that you're doing, there's more of them around you and you're competing. It's the person that can gain the marginal levels of imp improvements in the areas of outthinking, out decision making, out marketing, out selling, taking one more phone call every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's look at a 20 day month because we're gonna take weekends off every single day. And all of a sudden you just took 20 more phone calls that month, sales calls, and you have now taken those marginal improvements and over years compounded massive growth. And that's why I really believe it's like a race car that has a pit crew. This guy's pouring in gas while those guys are changing the tire. That guy's doing the windshield and someone's giving the driver water. And then off you go back into the races. If you treat yourself as an athlete and you have a pit crew around you of competent people, experts, like I have speaking coaches, so I can become a better speaker. Um, I've got actually Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, right? Who, who you know, and you guys are friends. And uh, she, she's my doctor. She's make sure like everything functionally is in great shape. I've got you that I can lean on, right? And it's so good to have all these different people in my life. Uh, I've got a nutrition coach. I've got a nutrition, Darren Mailing in, out, of, out of Canada. And the, the dude is just amazing at taking my 46 year old body and helping me stay strong and safe without, without getting injured. And if you have all these people in your corner, you are just gonna thrive faster. And that's really what you offer is a, yeah. you, you only have so many years on this planet. Why don't you live the best version of that life?
And so guys and gals, go ahead and reach out to Rachel on Instagram at her website. You are definitely going to benefit from the services that she has to offer. And of course, do me a favor as you watch and listen to this episode, take a screenshot, tag myself and Rachel on this episode as well. And as always, don't forget to tell your mama. We'll see you later.